If you love scratches from the Virginia Lottery, you'll love the high roller blackjack scratcher with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Look for it at your favorite Virginia Lottery retailer. In fact, you can drive there right now. Now that's an everyday win. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16. Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. It is a first week of April edition, and it's a Brandt's Rants edition. Had some great feedback last week of Kalen Kaler from Defector Media talking about the Deshaun Watson lawsuits, the patterns emerging from these civil suits that are now up to, I believe, 22 as of today, Monday, March, uh, Monday, April 5th. Uh, great and insightful, revealing and sobering conversation with her. I'll touch on Deshaun Watson a little bit more today in these rants, but I'll get into some other things, too. It is an interesting time of year. The NFL, there's a trade today I want to talk about. Obviously, the Watson. I want to talk about Jeopardy, which I just watched. And I want to talk about college basketball, college sports, and maybe a different way than you hear. As by the time you hear this, it'll be over, but it's right before the national championship game between Gonzaga and the Baylor Bears, who narrowly, narrowly beat my Villanova Wildcats. Okay, we'll get to the rants. First, a word from our sponsor. You know what it is. It's DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. They put you in the center of the action, give you a shot to land in the green. This, Speaking of green, they're giving you 100 to 1 odds on the golfer of your choosing. You know the big tournament this year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. So if you haven't tried it, this is the time. Turn $1 into $100. Pick any golfer, any golfer from this weekend's tournament. If they finish in, the, finish in the top 10, you get $100. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS, all caps, R-O-S-S. When you sign up, turn $1 into $100. If the golfer of your choosing finishes in the top 10, that's all you need, top 10, that's code ROSS. Turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Okay, let's get to the rants. And I'm recording this just after watching Jeopardy. And you know my bias about Aaron Rodgers. I'm obviously an unabashed fan. Worked with him for three years. Was in the room when we drafted him. Signed him to his first contract. Got to know him a little bit. We had our little banter all the time about Stanford v. Cal. I'm Stanford. He's Cal. Had a little bets every year, the big game in November, and we got to be close. And uh, I just think it's something where I'm looking at an NFL player, let's put it Aaron out of it, hosting Jeopardy with a plum, with cool, with a deft handling of the questions and the guests. And again, no slight on anyone else, but I was in watching Aaron do this. I was trying to think of any other NFL player, let alone quarterback, that could have deftly handled the hosting Jeopardy as he did. So this was episode one of 10 because he's doing it for two weeks. They're having these two-week guest hosts. Uh, I saw Katie Kirk, thought she was adorable. I saw Dr. Oz, not too thrilled with him, but love Aaron doing it. And we're just in night one. And of course, spoiler alert, probably for anyone listening, well, they're going to all see this by, by the time you listen to it. Scott, the two-time champion, was asked the final Jeopardy question, had no clue. So he asked, who is, didn't call a time, or who is, why the kick a field goal, or something like that. 
in the last game, which of course Aaron got a chuckle out of it and said, that's a good answer, but it's not the right one. Um, so again, there, I bring this up because the ringer did a nice thing today about Aaron hosting jeopardy. And I think he's been asked about it and how much he prepared and how much he wanted to do this as a service to Alex Trebek and really be the best he could be. Could he host jeopardy and a retire B do it while not retiring or C doing a retirement later on? Well, I think the answer to A is absolutely not. Aaron Rodgers is not going to retire anytime soon to host Jeopardy. Okay? You can t- I can stake my ground on that one. I can stand on a hill and say that's not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is not retiring anytime soon to host Jeopardy. Okay, number two and three, I don't put past him at all. Number three, hosting Jeopardy as the permanent host someday sure sure i'd put him up there with with a lot of other candidates if he could get the gig what a gig it would be better than i don't sure he doesn't want to sit in a booth or sit in a studio talking about football that this is more fun for him and then what came up in the ringer article when he was asked about it well it's 46 days a year okay so think about that he just did two days for two weeks and 46 weeks a year or 46 days a year would would take care of the whole year could he do that well he calculated he's like with the packers 180 something days a year this he has 170 something days to himself what about it could he put 46 of those 170 something days into jeopardy i'm not putting it past him if he impresses the producers the powers that be with jeopardy enough to be the guest i'm sorry the permanent host while playing for the Packers, ah, more power to him. Why not? I'm, a, I'm one of these people that says, why not? <laughs> well, the host has always been someone full-time. Why? So what? Well, players like him don't do this while they're playing football. Why, why shouldn't they? They have 170 days off. So again, Aaron said it to the ringer and it could happen. Okay, last point about Aaron in, in his run-up to this hosting Jeopardy. He was on Pat McAfee. They asked the same old questions. What about the contract? What about – he said the same thing. So I'm just going over uh, same ground here again. Aaron Rodgers is on a expiration date with the Packers. That has been clear since they drafted Jordan Love. So let's be clear. He is at one sitting, the MVP of the league, and a placeholder because first-round quarterbacks play. Don't tell me Jordan Love's just going to back up and come in if Aaron gets hurt and they're going to trade him or flip him or never play him. No, he's drafted to play. They moved up in the first round, albeit late in the first round. He's going to play. So the question only, the only question is, when's the transfer? With Aaron, it was three years from Brett to Aaron. And all the stuff I hear about, well, they'll never get to Jordan Love, it'll never happen, was the exact same stuff I heard with the Packers when we had Brett and Aaron. It was always like, we'll never give it to Aaron. It's always Brett going to be Brett. They're never going to let Aaron play. So here we are. Jordan Love is going to move up to second string. They let Tim Boyle go to the Lions. And here we go. Is it going to be next year? Well, Aaron said something today that was interesting. I may have messed up their timetable with playing so well. Well, I don't think their timetable was now, but I do think their timetable may have been and may still be a year from now. So that's what we're going to find out. But nothing's changed. There's no more drama to Aaron and you know, these comments about after the championship game, prominent ESPN people saying he's played his last down in Green Bay. He's never going to play again. Come on. Come on. Let's lose the hyperbole. Let's lose that hot take stuff. 
Aaron's fine. He's at peace, as he said. He's going to be the quarterback this year. And I've said all along, there's an expiration date on him and the Packers that started a year ago at the draft. We don't know if that's 2022 or 2023, but it's always it's it's going to be one of those. He may have pushed it back with his play, but may not. We'll see how he plays this year. Okay. The next rant I want to get to is um, the trade. Speaking of quarterbacks, we had a trade today, again, Monday. Uh, Sam Darnold was traded to the Carolina Panthers for what looks like uh, the most modest of possible compensation for this year, six-round pick. They do get a second-round pick next year and a fourth-round pick next year from the Carolina Panthers, to which Sam Darnold will go and replace Teddy Bridgewater, who will be moved at some point for probably less compensation than what we just talked about with Darnold. Okay, so what we have here is a failure at the top of the draft three years ago. Um, It didn't work out with the Jets. Sam Darnold, extremely well-hyped. Obviously, you had that quarterback draft with Baker Mayfield doing okay. Sam Darnold, gone. Josh Rosen, gone. Josh Allen, star. Lamar Jackson, star. So what do we have? We have Baker Mayfield, pretty good. We have Josh Allen, very good. Lamar Jackson, very good. Josh Rosen, gone. Sam Darnold, didn't work. So we got a three out of five, 60%. Uh, those, you know, we'll see what happens with Mayfield, but that's, that's pretty good for quarterbacks. And, and while we're talking about this, we're all talking about being pushed up in the draft again. Quarterbacks are the reason Darnold's being moved is because the jets are going to take probably Zach Wilson, unless they shock us with another quarterback, but it will be a quarterback in the second pick of the draft after Trevor Lawrence goes number one in the draft before San Francisco picks their quarterback of the future in the draft. And we'll do it all again. And in three years, maybe one of those guys will be traded for a six-round pick or cut or in a practice squad like Josh Rosen. I mean, it's an inexact science. I feel for Josh. I mean, I'm sorry. I feel for Sam Darnold. It didn't work. It wasn't right. It never works uh, when coach and personnel and cap are not on the same page. The Jets have been that team. They had a GM, Mike McCagnan who's gone. They have a new GM. They had a coach, Adam Gaze. He's gone, a new coach. The constant turnover is never good, especially for a young quarterback. Sam Darnold will get his chance, you know, we think. Who knows if Carolina's done getting quarterbacks? They seem very active and very prone to spend. And what happens? Now, he's got an option year. After the third year of first-rounders, teams have an option on him. That transfers as part of the trade. So the Panthers will, as reported, they're already going to exercise the option on Sam. So they have this year, non-option year, and then they have next year, 2022, which would be the option year for Sam Darnold before they have to make bigger decisions. And speaking of that, yeah, it's a sunk cost. It's a bad decision. They screwed up, but they didn't go all the way, like the Rams with Goff, like the Eagles with Wentz, and not only take them in the top three of the draft, but doubled down with a huge contract extension. Okay, that did not happen here. Um, So what do we have? We have Sam Darnold, a three-year career with New York Jets that has to be labeled a huge disappointment. I'm not going to go to the word bust because I think that's an unfair word for somebody who plays his butt off and, you know, for whatever reason it didn't work. We'll see if he's a bust as we go through it. And again, judging this trade, the best part for the Jets is that second-round pick next year. And one of these things, if you're going to judge the trade, you got to wait for that second-round pick to develop. So that's like in three years or four years before we can judge the Sam Donald trade. 
Okay, the next quick rant before we get to non-NFL rants, uh, just a little more on Watson. These cases are piling up. Um, we talked about it a lot with Kalen Kaler on defect from Defector Media in the podcast last week. So listen to that. My only comment is on the massage on the massage therapist. If you count the ones in support of him from lawyer Rusty Harden and the ones against him from lawyer Tony du- Tony Busby, we're up to over forty massage therapists in a year. So I don't get it. You know, again, I'm not here to judge innocence or guilt, but this this is the part that seems really fishy. I've been around a lot of elite athletes. I've been around a lot of elite athletes using massage therapists. There's one or there's two or there's one or two in their hometown and one or two in their team town or maybe one in their college town. Come on. You don't they don't shop for massage therapists. They don't. I mean, the hitting up on Instagram, maybe that's unfair that that's something wrong with that. That's the generation. I get it. But even being you know, uh, hitting up someone, not hitting up, but uh, approaching someone on Instagram who tells you she's not a licensed massage therapist, but you want to go there as a truly elite athlete. Again, not looking good, not looking good. So again, my constant state here is we don't know what's going to happen with the law, the civil law, the criminal law, but we do know the long arm, the law of Goodell is a long arm. It could happen where he puts him on the commissioner exemplus, but more realistic, but but more of concern is that this looks like discipline because we know that Roger Goodell has disciplined for less based on what we're hearing about 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 women. So the question now is not, is Deshaun Watson be traded? The question is if he's going to play at all in the NFL and if so, for how long this year? And I would think only for the Texans unless they decide to move on. So we'll see on that. Okay, I want to get to some rants on college basketball and a quick word on baseball. Uh, But first, a new sponsor. I want to tell you about Keeps. Um, You know, I'm not one of them, thankfully. Not thankfully. You know, we'll see. (laughs) Two out of three men experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men have male pardon baldness. And there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both. It's a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. It's a low cost. Treatments start about $10 a month. Discreet packaging. Never have to go to a pharmacy counter. Five-star reviews. Treatments can take four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to Keeps. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash B-O-S. Receive your first month of treatment for free. That's Keeps dot com slash B-O-S for business of sports. Get your first month free. Keeps dot com slash BOS. Now, back to the rants. Okay, I want to talk about college basketball because here we are tonight. Gonzaga, who just came off that scintillating win on Saturday night. What a game. What a play. What impress uh, impression UCLA made on the country these past couple weeks, coming in, playing into the tournament, and being so strong. Thought they would win that game. They didn't. The, the buzzer beater by Jalen Suggs. It's great. It's great. And of course, they'll play Baylor tonight to beat my Villanova Wildcats. All right. This idea, and I talked about the Supreme Court case last year, this idea that college athletes are being exploited and they should get paid and look at all the revenue they bring in and blah, blah, blah. The same people making all these complaints are the ones that are just frothing at the mouth at the game the other night. The same people making these 
statements that athletes need to get paid, they're being exploited, this is terrible, are the ones that will not miss a play tonight watching these guys play for free. I just want to give a little contrarian view on this. My Because I'm at, as you know, I'm at Villanova, and I am involved with college athletics in our athletics department. Let's look at Villanova, okay? We have 24 sports. One won, and this one has won two of the last five NCAA men's basketball championships. Makes money. One. Okay? So when you start talking about paying, start to think about, okay, what about all these lost leaders in the rest of the athletic department? How do we deal with that? And I know people are going to say, well, they're still paying coaches' salaries and coaches' salaries and coaches' salaries. Well, maybe not. I mean, people focus on the outliers, just like name, image, likeness. They focus on Trevor Lawrence. They focus on Zion. What about the, the thousands of athletes that you wouldn't know? They don't make money. You, do we pay them? And, and here's the thing. A school like Villanova that doesn't play big-time football, and this is representative around the world, Say we have 70 football scholarships at $60,000 a year tuition. That's over $4 million. The football program doesn't make money. It loses money. So $4 million expenses just on scholarships, then everything else, of course, for a losing sport. I mean, a sport losing money. Okay, so this is the kind of thing you have to deal with. I get it. You're going to talk about the palaces they build, the water slides at Clemson, the Nick Saban salary, the Debo Sweeney salary. But... The reality is the things that people talk about in college sports are complete outliers, complete outliers. The reality of college sports we've seen during COVID, even my alma mater, Stanford, cut 11 sports during COVID with a huge endowment. Now, I don't know the finances of colleges and everything else, but it's happening. And tons and tons, dozens and dozens of non-revenue sports, Olympic sports cut during COVID not even paying other athletes, not even allocating towards football or basketball. Men's tennis programs cut, fencing programs cut, swimming programs cut, men's gymnastics, all over the board. So I worry about college sports with more resources being thrown, if more resources are thrown to the top two sports. I think there will be unintended consequences. I know Jeff Kessler and others will say, well, they always find the money. They find the money to pay the coaches so they can find the money to support lacrosse program. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, my final rant, I have to admit, uh, I didn't know the Major League Baseball season started until it started. And that's because my bandwidth on sports, you know, as you work in the business, it gets narrow. I used to follow baseball. I used to follow golf. I used to follow college basketball before March. And now you just your bandwidth just narrows. So I'm so into football and the business side of things. But anyway, the one thing that continues, my only remark about baseball is what continues to impress me about baseball and impress is sort of a a mixed-use word here, no cap, okay? I'm an expert on the business of sports, especially the business of professional sports. Most of what I deal with involves a cap. What is a cap? It's a leveling of the playing field. Hockey has it. Basketball has it. Soccer has it. And, of course, the NFL has it. Baseball doesn't have it. And I know you're asking why. Why? I don't know why. The strength of the Major League Players Association is amazing that Marvin Miller, whoever the the union leaders were in the past, were able to forge a collective bargaining agreement with baseball with no cap. 
So you have Yankees, Dodgers, whoever that can pay whatever they want. Now I know there's a tax, but a tax is not a cap. A tax is much softer than a cap. So what continues to impress me about baseball is they operate without a cap. Now it creates this enormous disparities in team payroll. You have a Dodgers, I don't know, they're up $300 million. You have some teams in the 80, $90 million range. That would never happen with a cap, never happen in football, hockey, basketball, that disparity of revenue. So I just, my only remark about baseball starting is, oh my God, this league continues to persist without a cap. Imagine the NFLPA of all PAs asking for no cap. They wouldn't get to walk in the building. Imagine hockey players asking for no cap. Good luck with that. Imagine even the NBA LeBron asking for no cap. They have a maximum in basketball and a cap. So I know no one's going to feel sorry they have a maximum of 30-something, $40 million, but they do. And a cap. Imagine no maximum, no cap. LeBron would make $100 million. So these are the kind of things that go on in other sports that I continue to shake my head at. Baseball has no salary cap. And you know what? When they do a deal at the end of this year, when they do a new collective burn agreement, I'm going to put my money on the fact the owners don't even ask for one. They don't even ask. They don't even ask for a cap. That's how strong the Baseball Players Association is. All right, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports. I got a newsletter. It comes out every Sunday, the Sunday 7. Sign up at andrew-brandt.com. And follow me on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. Apple Podcast rankings and comments are always appreciated. Thanks to my son, Sam Brandt, playing the music below us. Thanks to Brian Neal, my producer extraordinaire. Thanks to all of you listening and support the Business of Sports podcast. I'll be back next week with another edition of the Business of Sports. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. It's different for everyone. One thing is certain. Every day there's an opportunity for a win. Just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Everyday grab-and-go. Everyday giftable. Everyday fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher High Roller Blackjack with a chance to win up to 10 times your prize. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to a retailer near you. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 4.16.